Hello and welcome back to Fantasy Harness Racing, the podcast. I say welcome back because Tommy Swiderski is with me and we weren't. We didn't have a show last week. No, no, missed it. Um, disappointing to miss it, but we're back this week after a, a brilliant week. Honesty, yeah, honesty session. It's on me and it's on Brett Skelly, not you, Tommy. I know you were here. I was wait, keen. You were here waiting, ready to go. Uh, Brett and I had prior commitments and we were elsewhere, so we did get a few messages out there. Brett, uh, that's a good sign, isn't it? It is, mate. It's nice to be uh, wanted and missed when you're not there. So no, that's always a good sign. <laughs> and a little bit of a um, little bit of housekeeping. If the audio comes through a little bit differently, you're remote. Tommy and I are in the studio. We're going to have another guest on the phone. This is this is a real science experiment for us, this show, but uh, so far, so good. It is, and uh, I just want to feel a little bit special and uh, <laughs> dial into the show. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get an ice-cold uh, pack of uh, Coke or something like that. It's like COVID times all over again, isn't yeah. it? Oh, the chill that runs down your spine when you think of that. Tommy, how'd you go this week? Not the best week. 101st. Um, but I've kept my spot in the top 25. I'm 21st overall, so that's what I'm looking at at the moment. You're flying. You, you've, uh, you've, you're like Warwick Cappy. You're taking a big hanger over my yeah. shoulders and uh, going way past me. So um, I'm going backwards yeah. at a rate of knots uh, after a lot of chirp early on. I tried to keep that in check, but uh, I am going backwards at a rate of knots. So I've tried a few things, which we'll get into um, as the show progresses. How about you, Brett? Yeah, look, mine's mine's fairly standard. I wish we had done the show last week. I was in the top 100 then, but uh, this week dropped back a little bit. But it's um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of text coming from you early on in the uh, in in the uh, game, but now there's less and less text coming through. I, what what's gone wrong? Yeah, keep your powder dry when you're not doing too well. I think that's the secret to anyone's uh, anyone's humble pie. Uh, 445 points for me this week, Tommy. Uh, we were getting those sort of 600 scores. Earlier in the year, I, I thought we might have seen that go up, but that hasn't been the case. The scores have actually flattened out a bit. I think it's been a little bit more competitive, uh, more more drivers, more variety of drivers winning. I know Glenn McElhenney, um, he's been winning races, Jimmy Douglas, and, and a lot of those drivers sort of on the lower end of the price in the metro region have, have really been picking up wins, mostly at Menangle on Tuesday. It's been sort of a, a roughy affair or, you know, not your typical, um, you know, Cameron Hart getting three or four on a Tuesday, but it's been good. I, I like the I like the spread. You did a bit better than four forty five though, didn't you? I did four eighty three. Yep, yep, yep. And we can probably. How about you, Brett? Uh, what was I four twenty seven this yeah, week? Yeah. So you know, it's, it's a bit down the past couple of weeks, but it's um, solid enough to keep me in the top so, three hundred or so. Yeah, so we're all in a similar ballpark in that you know between the the you know four to five hundred mark, which I think is pretty consistent. Um, we are going to have the, the the leader, the weekly winner on the on the phone just shortly. But um, yeah, big week, good spread of points, and and we saw some some new people emerge. Yeah, it was a great week, um, good competitive racing, brilliant night at Newcastle as well, and then the chariots on Saturday, and really good top one group racing. All right, let's have a look at it. That was the week that was. It's over. Let it go. So Robbie Morris, leader for the week. That's four in a row, Tommy. He's, he's on a heater, Robbie. Yeah, he yeah. is. Where does it stop, Brett? Yeah, I know. He, he's bagged them before, but I'm pretty sure he just enjoys wearing the silks. Yeah, well, I, I, I was in Newcastle Friday night, and I saw him tucked in his bag and not on his back, so I don't <laughs> know whether that argument holds true. Uh, 71 points for Robbie, uh, just in front of Cameron Hart on 65. Cameron had one of those weeks where – 
I think he he went a bit under the radar. Yeah. He sort of was just going along, chipping away, getting points. He had a few wins here and there, but you know, um, you know, Robbie was Robbie had a big night at Newcastle. Yeah. Tom that really padded out his score. I was a little bit worried. He didn't have a winner at Menangle Tuesday or Penrith. Um, on Thursday, and I was a little bit worried. I shouldn't have chosen him as captain, but he, he silenced me quick at Newcastle. Three winners and I think a second as well. So he blew up that night, and it was good for me. Mark Pitt was 55. Now, a little bit of um, confession box time here. I made him captain. Uh, it was I, – I pushed the button on that with about three seconds to go. I, I changed it. I had it on Cameron Hart, actually, which, you know, in hindsight would have got me an, an extra 10 points. But I just – I, I thought, all right, well, I think Captain Ravishing's going to win. Yeah. I thought Mac Dan was a chance, and I thought Tough Tilly's a chance. Mm. Now, in hindsight, I should have probably dug a little bit deeper um, and realised that Mark Pitt had no more than three drives for the whole week. But I tell you what, it I mean, it's not as like it paid off because if he'd have won on Captain Ravishing... He, he finishes one behind Robbie. He would have got yeah. 70, so one behind Robbie. But it nearly... I, I thought... For want of anything else, if it goes wrong, it's something great to talk about on the podcast. If it goes right, it's something great to talk about on the podcast. So either way, let's let's do it. So fifty five, you know, I guess I've got to take that for a bloke who only had three drives, Brett. That's it, yeah. And if you'd got away with it, I reckon you would have been uh, chirping quite a lot about that. It yeah. was a it was a it was a bold move, and if it had paid off, you you would have been a genius. Well, yeah, I mean, if it, like we said, if he'd have won on Captain Ravishing, he still would have been one point down it was sort of high risk for i guess um <laughs> yeah not a great deal of reward no. really when you when you when you think about it that way tom yeah you're only a, you know a length or two off yeah. off getting 70 points and from three drives that's pretty it's a pretty oh, good feat great so i'll know. be i'll be happy with 55 i yeah. was very happy and the best part is marks in the riverina so he doesn't take up that metro yeah, spot didn't take up the metro spot yeah so and it to explain to people out there, and I assume most of our listeners probably understand how that 55 was achieved, but he did win the, the Newcastle Mile, which was a triple point score race. So he, he instead of the 10, he got 30 for that. He was second in the Chariots of Fire with Captain Ravishing. So he got 15 instead of the five for that. And he did win with Tough Tilly as well. So, you know, two from three, like you'd take that if you're yeah. bringing a guy in who's only having three drives. But in some ways it was after winning with Mac Dan, which... Probably not one I was taking for granted. Mm. Tough Tilly, I was happy with, but I thought, well, that's a tough race against Tay-Tay. And then, Captain, once those two had been achieved, I thought, well... You gee, counted the points already. Well, in a way, yeah, yeah. I kind of did. Look, I thought, gee, the 70's on here, and yeah. I, this is going to this is gonna be a, a, one of those cool moves. Uh, I did see a poll on, on Twitter where uh, someone was asking, well, who did you make captain this week? And... There was three nominated drivers. Mark Pitt was one of them, and the response was quite high, actually. I, yeah. I thought I was doing a bit of a out-of-the-box kind of play. So, um, yeah, obviously I wasn't, you know, um, on my Pat Malone there. Yeah. Or, but, yeah, it was a brave play. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. You know, uh, is it something you could have done, Brett? Uh, probably not. I think yeah. you, you summed it up there early on when you said three drives. It's, it's hard when... Okay, you would think a lot of them would pay off, and the one that I think we all thought was immoral um, didn't. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's it, it, as I said, it's a brave move to do it, and you would have looked like a genius had it had it come off. But yeah, it, it wasn't for me. I think Robbie's just so solid all the time that you know, captains move with him every week. Yeah, so you know, fifty five for Mark Pitt. Um, Jack Brown was good yeah. again. You know, he 
54 points for someone at his price point. Same with Will Rickson at 50. How about Jimmy Douglas? 50 points. Unbelievable. Yeah, good on you, what Jimmy. What a week for Jimmy. Well done. Luke McCarthy, I know a lot of people, and we, and we think our, our overall competition leader went with Luke McCarthy's captain to 48. May have, that's a pretty good score, but may have been unders for people who, who took him as captain. Jackson Painting, finally. Yeah. Uh, for people who've stuck with him, well done, Jacko. One of the real good blokes of, of harness racing, um, has been picking up winners at race meets that haven't been part of the game. Finally, things went his way. 41 points for Jackson Painting. He had a, he had a fill up. Yeah, three uh, winners at Leeton on, on Friday. Yeah, yeah so great. it was great. 41 points for Jacko. Jack Callaghan, we just expect Jack Callaghan um, to do well. 31 points there. Um, so, you know, the, the spread of points was there. That probably explains why some of those scores are a bit lower, Tommy. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Will and Jimmy were the main main surprises, 50 points uh, each there. And um, Robbie as well come out of nowhere on that Friday. Um, three winners, a third from five drives at Newcastle on Friday, I've got right down here. What are we? We're just a bunch of battlers sitting in the 400s, aren't we, who, uh, who can't go ahead and talk like our next guest. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winning. Hey. That's pretty good. Winner! That was legitness. That I say, all right, all right, all right. Wow, winning. Bam! Just like that. That's all there is to it. That's, that's all there is to it. A winner! Just like that. I'm the winner! Is... Well, our weekly winner, uh, Nathan Hertz. Nathan, congratulations. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. You've been How are we going? Mate, you've been sitting there on hold. You even put your... Uh, your afternoon wait session on hold for us. Yeah, I, I did. I didn't have time to um, work out this afternoon, but yep, I was, <laughs> you guys take um, priority. <laughs> Make, making gains on, on fantasy harness racing instead of the pipes. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, mate, congratulations. Uh, you, you had a great week. And, and, and in a week where scores were quite congested, you, you know, you, you managed to pop your head out on top. Yeah, um, I got a bit lucky with Captain and um, Robbie Morris. Um, thought about Captain and Pitt like yourself, but um, yeah, lucky that um, Robbie uh, drove um, three relatively long shots on um, Friday night. We've been talking here amongst us. We're three blokes with scores in the four hundred. So you you managed with five hundred and fifty three. So you're saying that you know obviously captaining Robbie was a was a big move for you. Who are you giving the MVP to though? Um, oh, actually. Um, the big move was actually um, figuring out that uh, Mark Pitt was um, in the Riverina. So uh, discovered that by accident on uh, Monday night. But um, also um, traded in um, Anthony Frisbee at Bathurst. Um, oh, just a, went through yeah. the form and saw he had a few yeah. good drives and brought him in. I think he got about 28 or 30 points. I'm not 100% sure. But he did. He, yeah, he had a couple of winners there early. Gee, that's a, that's a unique player, I would have thought, Tommy. Yeah. Two winners and 28 points. I know he had a short price favour in the first, and I was thinking about doing the same thing, but I didn't want to attack just one driver for one race over a whole week, but um, it was a smart move in, in hindsight. Absolutely, because yeah. you can spread your money a bit further when you do stuff like that, Nathan. Yeah, so my, my plan's been to sort of lock down um, most of the top drivers in Metropolitan and just sort of find one or two in the other regions and... Um, it's been working for me. I've come from about a thousand to about three hundred in the last probably three weeks. So, Jeez. sounds like a Tom Swiderski move yeah, from the crowds. <laughs> yeah, that's where Tommy's come flying through like that. Uh, you're sitting overall. You're ranked two hundred and ninety third, Nathan. So, you know that that's that upward trajectory, and and it shows that if you can get it right and make those those 
gains like that, you are going to make moves. I mean, if I, I look at my team, I'm, I don't know, somewhere around 29th or 30th or something like that. But I got, well, I got about 100 points less than you for the week. So, and so, therefore, you've made that big jump and a 100-point gain on, obviously, where you're at to where I'm at, that's – you put yourself in a position to be able to kind of overtake me within two or three weeks, really. Yeah, fingers crossed I can keep making the right moves, but I'm not sure. There's a, um, they're a bit wide open at the moment, a lot of the races, so it'll, be, it'll take a bit of luck. Tommy, um, this time – this sort of period – Carnival time right now, and this is a big week for the game. The next two weeks, um, this is the time to make those those brave moves, isn't it? Because the gains are there if you can get it right. Yeah, that's right. We just, uh, as Nathan just said, yeah, you can you can skyrocket up with just a couple wins on you know triple point races. But in in reality, most let's just say most people would have Mark Pitt or or, or Robbie or Luke. Most know? Mark Pitt have people. I would assume most people cotton on to that. We didn't have a podcast last week, no, so the Bible didn't exist, no, Tom. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't – maybe we'll find out this week yeah. because we've got a couple of wide-open group ones. And the addition of the new drivers as well is um, – we'll probably touch on that shortly, but the addition of the new drivers opens it up a lot more Yeah, because um, we're going to have a wider range of drivers, um, group one drivers there. So the Riverina, Nathan, uh, is Jackson Painting in your team, for example? I mean, he had a good week. Yes, um, it was a bit of a toss-up whether to keep him or not. Um, yeah. I met him and Blake James, and they were chewing up um, most of my like salary cap there. So um, yeah, I mean, I just got him, um, got Jones out so that I could um, afford to bring in, um, bring in Pitt, okay. and then um, yeah, work from there. Yeah, right. Okay, and uh, we we talked about some of the others that were high achievers during the week, so like a Jack Brown and a Will Rickson, lower price point, but but high gains. Jimmy Douglas, even any of those boys in your team. Yeah, I have um, Jack Brown and I had um, Stephanie Morris as well. Up until about five minutes ago, I've traded her out. She's um, had to had to be cut this week. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I tell you, what, I spend I spend every Tuesday out at Menangle, and um, you know that. And I, I'm talking to these drivers literally within an hour or two after after the lockout. And a big part of the conversation around the stables is who's been traded in and out. And uh, that that announcement or that uh, uh, that unveiling or or being that transparent and saying, sorry, but you missed out this week is a brutal and cold call to make to yeah. those drivers. <laughs> Steph's been on the end of that. Will Rickson copped it from me a couple of weeks ago, but he said, you know what, I would have I would have traded me out too. I actually had a similar chat, uh, Brett, with Brad Elder on, on Friday night. He gave me death stares when I told him he was he was Gonski from my team. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he took it <laughs> It, it, it didn't last very long, anyway. Yeah, I, um, he's a good man, Brad. But I, I said, mate, I'm really sorry, but you had to go this week. Mark Pitt had to come in. It ended up being a a, a pretty good move. So, um, Nathan, you talked about about some moves that you made. So, uh, Steph Morris out. Like, what? How are you skewing your team this week? Are you chasing the the value in the triple points? Yeah, I am. I've um, brought in uh, Tim Williams, so he's uh, come in for uh, Stephanie Morris. Um, I've actually traded Brad Elder out this week and just uh, brought in, um, I think it's uh, Tom Callaghan because there was a $700,000 difference yeah, between yeah. them two as well just to free up the um, the, the cap space so I could um, load the Metropolitan team more. That's exactly what I did last week, actually. It was Brad Elder to Tommy Callaghan. Uh, and then I spent a little bit of time uh, around uh, 
the Callaghan family there at Newcastle Friday night, and I, I did say to Tommy, what's doing? I <laughs> said, Tommy, I've, I've paid you the faith, I've brought you in, what is doing? And he said, I think I've got a decent drive later in the night, which, um, which ended up getting him a couple more points yeah. than just the one participation point. But he knows he's on notice, the big fella. So, Nathan, you'll be, you'll be happy to hear that. Tommy knows he's no, on notice. <laughs> he's on notice. Um, and so are you, with the Metropolitan being the centrepiece of the game this week with the, with the bonus points up for grabs, obviously with three, three Metropolitan meetings as well, have you looked to, to prune elsewhere, um, maybe the Western region? What's happening there with the Western region? I've left that. I've left, um, I've left uh, painting in there and I've um, still left it in there. Um, just because I didn't have enough trades. But I've tra- um, gone to the Metropole, I've traded out um, Josh Gallagher and brought in uh, Jack Trainer because I feel as though Jack's got a few good drives in the um, triple points races. So, and fingers Jack's, crossed there. Jack's made it pretty clear, Brett, that, that this is his time. He, he's said for a few weeks, he said, Carnival time, I intend uh, putting my hand up and being relevant. Yeah, I think we see it every year that, that Jack around the, uh, the Carnival time, especially the next two or three weeks, yeah, he really does come to another level. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty smart move. Yeah. What are you doing? Do you think, would you subscribe to that, Tommy? I, I mean, have Josh Gallagher out is a, is a bold play. I, I only I looked at Menangles Fields for tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, Josh doesn't have many drives, Josh Gallagher. So I might I, I might subscribe to that idea as well. I just want to have the look at the uh, the Group 1 fields and try and line them up. But I'm, at any odds, Jack Trainer can pop up on, on one of those good horses he drives in those big races. Yeah, for sure. And there's price points too, which is always um, handy, so it's a, a like-for-like replacement. Yeah. Nathan, a lot of people are carrying a lot of a lot of money in the Western region, so whether – I know a lot of people have got Nathan Turnbull have had really good rewards for that, but, uh, you know, and Amanda Turnbull, Dougie Hewitt, you talked about Ant Frisbee, who – look, at, um, let's be honest, he, he's not – He's not bargain basement, Ant, so you still got to pay up a little bit more for Ant. So um, what have you done around there, with the, particularly with the Turnbulls and the, and the Hewitt names? I, I do have um, both Turnbulls in there. So they've, they've been good without being spectacular for me, but I just can't afford to get rid of them at the moment. Like um, I, need, I need a few more trades maybe next week. But um, yeah, Amanda or Nathan could pop up on Saturday night. They've got a couple of drives. I had a look, but... Um, yeah, I think Frisbee will cop it next week, maybe, just to try and free up a bit more cash. Yeah. Amanda doesn't have a great deal of drives at Bathurst no. this week, I noticed, yeah. Tommy. Yeah, and there's a bit of a Metro influence on that Bathurst meeting too. Yeah, so is. Cameron Hart's going there. Yeah, I, I'm very torn about the Western at the moment. Um, they are the second strongest div, um, area, in my opinion, mainly in my team. 47 points from that district versus 14 from the Hunter last week. Newcastle Mile didn't help that Hunter score with all those junior drivers that I got in there, but um, I'm having a good look at the Hunter this week to maybe save some money. The, out of the scores from last week, the, out of the top nine scores, seven of them were Metropolitan and two were Riverina. So mm. Mark Pitt mm. and Jack, Jackson. Jackson Painting and the mm. rest were all, were all in the Metropolitan area. So, yeah, a lot of money to be carrying in the, in the Western region at, at a, maybe at this time of year, but... What we've said before is if you if you cull that too much, like you, you're going to want those drivers. Yeah. You know, um, once we get through this carnival, it's it 
it takes a few weeks to get them back in, I reckon. It's it's extre- extremely hard in the Western too. A lot of those drivers down in the lower prices aren't scoring very high for those Bathurst meetings on Wednesdays because of how strong they are with the with the top-line drivers. So it's sort of hard to find value in, in Bathurst – or in the Western District, sorry. Nathan, any, um, any temptation uh, to bring in someone with a very similar name to you, Nathan Hurst? I've noticed he's got a few points last week. He's, he's, he's um, on the improve. <laughs> I have been following him. You've got a very, very different name, but sim- very similar name. It uh, might, yeah. might be confusing to anyone out there listening. Um, so I can, I can assure our listeners that one of our drivers did not win the round. It was not Nathan Hurst in the Western region. Um, yeah, look, uh, huge week. Now, your family's right into the game, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got um, a couple of shares in um, a few a few horses with BPM Bloodstock. Yep, um, with Brendan McAuliffe. So, um, yeah, Mum and Dad have got a little share in Rocket Boy, and I've got a five percent share in Co-Fi Blaze. Um, just she just turned four; she's coming back in a few weeks for a trial, and then off to the races. So, you'll yeah, know, we um, you'll I've know the moves to make when that happens. In oh, I don't, I don't know. You got to go with your head and not your heart sometimes. <laughs> What about what about from the with the fantasy harness racing? I know that uh, even your mum and dad are getting right into it, aren't they? Yeah, mum and dad sit down over a coffee. I think um, nearly every morning and go through what drivers have got what and what trades they're <laughs> going to make and all that. So they're, they're, and that's all they talk about. I come over and I've got a um, five month old baby, and all they want to talk about is um, is fantasy harness racing. <laughs> they've, so. they've got a new fantasy baby. Yeah, nice. I like it. Um, <laughs> That'd be an interesting conversation to be to be telling people out there, um, mate. How good's that though? Like, I mean, you know, like your parents are, you know, sort of around that sixty age group, aren't they? So, you know, that's yeah, um, yeah. how how good's that, Tommy? Yeah, like, very very exciting to hear that. Right. It's not just us, me, you, and Brett excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it is. We're yeah, stuck in this little booth and yeah, sitting around talking about virtual reality. Um, yeah, that's fantastic, Nathan. So. Um, how are you gonna how are you gonna shake them out of their funk when when fantasy harness racing's finished? Are you gonna have to reintroduce your newborn to them? <laughs> yeah, I know it's gonna be hard for them. It's, how long does this go for? It goes till July or something. Doesn't yeah, it? <laughs> July one. So um, what? Yeah, geez, five month old. Geez, geez, it's gonna be nearly one by the time they they get to get to know oh, the name man. of their grandchild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's fantastic, mate. So, um, well done. Look, he, t- Nathan only just scraped home. Like there, it was, as I said before, it was all congested. And as he said, that play on on Robbie Morris as captain, we think got Nathan across the line. So he only won the round by six points. Were you keeping an eye on that sort of late and crunching the numbers? Um, I was actually um, at the pub on Saturday night, and oh, I kept an eye on a couple of the races. I knew Captain Ravishing got beat, which I thought might have been a good thing for me because I thought there would have been a few pit captains up there. But, um, but yeah, I got a message from Brendan at about ten to twelve on um, Saturday night when I was leaving the pub to say that I'd won it. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was a bit of a surprise to me that I held on because I didn't think I was having that good a night. So John's your dad, isn't he? Yeah, and he came seventh for the round. So not a not a, bit a bad collusion, maybe not a bad <laughs> week for the family. Um, and he was a bit he was a bit uh, bit grotty at you that that you got him too, wasn't he? Yeah, he captained Luke McCarthy, and um, yeah, he was um, he's letting me know about it on uh, Sunday morning, saying if I captained Rob Morris, which I almost did, um, yeah, I would have beat you. So. Would have, you? <laughs> would have, would have. 
And then, and and if he yeah, and if exactly. he'd have beaten you, he'd have been uh, picking up a two hundred and fifty dollar Harvey Norman voucher too. So, mate, well done. I'm I'm delighted that you are uh, you and your family, uh, the extended family, are enjoying the game so much. And um, you know, like like we've said a few times, it's it's helping people talk about harness racing and and have a look at at our product in a different way. So, congratulations, Nathan. We're really uh, really happy that you've uh, you've uh, you've. Not only not only won the voucher, but you've won the family bragging rights. That's even more important, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Well done, Nathan. I, I can't I can't do that yet. I almost got there the other week, but in a couple of weeks, <laughs> I'll have the bragging rights. What would you what Brett? If your if your family had a group and you won, how would you celebrate that moment in in among the family group? Uh, would you would you keep it chill, given it's your dad and your and, um, you know, he probably earns the respect, or would you let him have some? Absolutely. There would be an absolute text bomb. <laughs> it, it would be relentless, and I wouldn't let them forget about it. So, no, that's, that's guaranteed, that one. All right. Well, th- there you go. There's a bit of father-son advice for you, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, apparently Dad wasn't too happy on Saturday night, but he calmed down on Sunday morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> happy days. All right. Enjoy the voucher, mate. It'll be, uh, it'll be on its way to you. Yep, no worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy yeah, days. Thanks, Matt. All right. Well, boys, um, triple points. What are we, what are, like? It just had such a big impact, Tommy. It, it's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Unfortunately, um, the winner of the Chariots wasn't in the game uh, at the time, uh, so we couldn't capitalise fully on it. But um, even participation points, it helps. Minor placings and, and whatnot. If Kate Gath was in the game, mm. um, and obviously that's who you're referring to, winning yep. the chariot, so 30, 30 points Kate Gath would have picked up. She would have been the 10th highest driver, point-scoring driver of the round with one drive. So that's that's how big of an impact this play can have. Yeah. Um, and did, with all due respect to Kath, um, I don't think there would have been a lot of people that would have had her in their team. That would have made a huge difference to a lot of competitions. Do you think many will, like, this isn't, probably the week to bring her in. But obviously, Catch a Wave now will go in as... Miracle Mile. One of the favourites for the Miracle Mile. Um, you, you'd assume, Kate, um, they're coming for the Miracle Mile. She'll probably pick up a couple other drives, but it might only be one meeting. Do you think that people will make that play, Tom? It might be worth it. I'm thinking about it now. And um, similar with Mark this week, I think I think you can almost sort of make the same argument. Maybe not as strong because Captain Ravishing was $1.10 or $1.15, yeah. but... Um, and catch a wave in the Miracle Mile. You wouldn't expect him to be shorter than two to one. Um, it's a good, it's a good gamble, and it could be the uh, the round winner if you do take it and, and it pays off. Yeah, well, you know, I I certainly thought I was I was pretty smug and pretty happy with myself when Mac Dam won the Newcastle Mile because we can talk about the Chariots of Fire, but the Newcastle yeah. Mile carried the same weight at triple points. That was a cracking race. Um, and the other thing is, we had um, Brian Portelli. Mm. And second in that with Tasty Delight, but Robbie Morris actually picked up triple points for coming third with Pete said so. So that three points turned into nine. Um, Nathan Captain. won the round by six points. Mm. So yeah. you know it's a big play, big play indeed. Um, this week we've got double points on two races, triple points on another two on another two races. So four opportunities to to really take advantage of it. Do we? <sighs> Like if if a driver like I th- I think the week just gone was potentially unique that we thought one driver might come in and 
really go whack on the on the mm. the, the multiple points opportunities. Maybe this week it's a bit more spread out, and maybe it's not as a a sort of targeted play that's possible. Yeah, I would say so. The uh, the Queen Elizabeth fields a red hot field. These are much harder races on paper, a lot harder than um, let's just say a, a Newcastle Mile or uh, the Chariots on the weekend with a dollar twenty favourite. So um, we will see a lot more points spread out and. I think it's better for the game as well. I do think we'll definitely see over a 550, 600 score this week. Wow. Yeah, yeah I mean... Two triples and multiple doubles. Yep, um, yep. Hopefully our captains can win those and boost them further. So I would expect to see over 600. Yeah. That's what I'm aiming for. Yep. Um, suspension. So, Brad, uh, the game's fairly clean this week, actually. Uh, if you've got Brad Hewitt in your team, he's available after Wednesday night. So he won't be at Menangle tomorrow. Um, we wouldn't normally see him at Bathurst on a, on a Wednesday anyway, but he's available again Thursday. It's, he doesn't often turn up at Penrith no. on a Thursday. So, you know, how popular Brad would have been at the trade table this week, I, I don't know. But apart from that, that's it's pretty clean. We've that's got good. almost 100% availability of, yep. of drivers in the game. So that that's great for the game. Um, so relatively little impact. So if we have a look at the schedule, we've got Menangle Tuesday – Obviously, as our, our stock standard meeting, there's some there's some great races on the Tuesday afternoon, and and we do see that share of points. And given that we're going to be so heavily focused on Saturday night, we may see a bit more of a share of points. I think I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's one of those afternoons where we get multiple winners. Mm. Just going to see that see the points padded out a bit more. Well, we've seen in the last couple of weeks, drivers Jimmy Douglas, Will Rickson, Glenn McElhenney, even Brad Hewitt got a couple of winners on Tuesday at Menangle. So I think we'll definitely see a spread tomorrow. Um, and then come Bathurst, we'll see a big Metro influence on it. Cam's got five drives there. Yep. So it's going to be a great week. Yeah, Bathurst Wednesday, you're right. And yeah, I mean, you look at those fields, Cameron Hart is a name that we don't often see at Bathurst. So mm. it's really really pops out front and centre, Brett, when, when you see Cameron Hart going to be driving at Bathurst. Yeah, that's it. And I think it's probably got to do, um, or a little bit to do with the uh, preparation of the Gold Crown, which obviously um, is hot on the heels of the uh, Carnival of Miracles. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably what's going to happen, um, maybe not in the next week or so, but after that we'll see a lot more of the Metro drivers heading up to Bathurst. That's something to take into account, especially if you've got some of those um, those Western guys at the sort of the 600 and below price point. Yeah, Penrith on Thursday. Again, we we do see different drivers pop yep. up and win, win at Penrith on a Thursday. Wagga on Friday. Now, we, we've said a few times that once we get to Wagga, we think that some of the, the – who we consider the big dogs at, at the price point from the game perspective, your Blake Jones, your – um, Jackson Painting, maybe a Blake Mikulif, they're yep. going to they're going to be more prominent. So we're we're back at Wagga on Friday afternoon. We start to see some sort of business as usual yep. type activity there. Tom, does that change your thinking at all? I'm thinking of getting Jackson Painting in. I'm just try- I'm sitting here trying to work out how to do it, um, get it across districts, all the budgets and whatnot. Because I see Jackson had his good colt in on Saturday as well in one of the Derby races. So. I'll get a little, hopefully, get a couple of participation participation points on Saturday. But he's in, he's on fire, um, Jackson Painting. But Blake Jones, he, he loves Wagger and he's excellent there. So you can't go wrong with any of those top three or four drivers and Blake Mikulif as well. Leading driver um, was 
stable driver for the leading trainer in the Riverina, obviously yep. Jackson Painting with David Kennedy. So David Kennedy's, yep. yeah, you, you can't go too wrong there if you want to make that play. Newcastle again on Friday night. Look, apologies, has been pointed out to us a couple of times. The game, the game guidelines. There is a mistake in it. It says Saturday Newcastle. Yeah. I can guarantee you, it is the Newcastle meeting. <laughs> it's the process of getting fixed up. So. It, it should say Friday. It, it is definitely the Friday meeting at Newcastle. So hope that avoids, you know, clears up any confusion for people. And then Menangle, obviously we've got, we've got double points on the Allied Express sprint and the Schweppes sprint. Now, they are qualifiers to get into the, oh, into the Miracle Mile. Yep. Last year we saw one of the most epic contests uh, on that um, – like qualifiers to get into those races. Yep. So we're going to see really strong racing. The fields are out. They are hot, super strong. Um, lottery 101. <laughs> Good yeah. luck trying to get that right. Unbelievable. But if you can, you're going to be rewarded with the points. And then we go into the triple point scores. So we've got the, the Queen Elizabeth second mile and we've got the New South Wales Oaks, both for triple points. So, yep. you know, super strong racing. Should be a fantastic night from not only just from the – the, the game perspective, which, you know, yeah. these podcasts about, but just overall, wonderful spectacle, Tom. Yeah, we'll see Tay-Tay versus Tough Tilly once again, um, drawn at opposite ends, 1 versus 12, but um, we'll see a couple of those good fillies go around as well. It's going to be great, that Allied Express sprint, that's that's one of the best races you'll see on paper, and it's worth so much to them as well, you know, a spot in the Miracle Mile, or two spots. And Brett, what wonderful that we still get to honour the Queen Elizabeth II with the mile. Yeah, well, given that it's uh, for the females, it'd be hard to call it the King Charles. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't see the name changing any any time shortly. But it's, um, it, I mean, yeah. Good luck trying to pick your drivers this week because not only do we have our usual suspects, but then you chuck in the, you know, Sugars and and Alfred and you know a, a lot of names that we haven't been talking about previously. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's a tricky little round. Oh, that that. Um that mile, the Group One mile, Tom. You know, Tay Tay. You're right. Madrid is a yeah. horse that's almost gone under the radar. Jack Callaghan's got the drive there. Uh, Tangoing the Sierra for Greg Sugars. Delightful Angel. Will Rickson will take a drive there. Don't rule that out. Mm. Um, Fairy Tinkerbell for Luke McCarthy. Um, had a great year last year. Stylish Memphis. We, you know, just waiting they, for her to explode. They don't get more credible than Stylish Memphis, and that's the Jack Trainer. Um, narrative that we talked about before. Amore Vita was just a boom, yeah. boom filly last year um, out of Victoria. So, um, Bravey Kelly, Cameron Hart has fallen in love with this with this um, this mare and has jumped off Madrid um, and really aligned with Bravey Kelly for a reason. Yeah. So we can read into that what you want. I I, um, I know that. Um, Bravey Kelly's the one he identified going back a couple of months ago as the mayor that he wanted to be on for this particular race. So, you know, there could be something in that. And then you got Tough Tilly, who was just incredible on on Saturday night. Yeah. And, and there's Mark Pitt yep. again. So, yeah, what a race, you know. And all those leading point scorers are there. Uh, we have a look at the at the Oaks. Um, the, the heats last week, Brett, were sensational. Uh, Kalua flyby. We, we talked, Nate, Nathan said before that he's looking at Tim Williams, who's one of the new drivers that we've added in, New Zealand yep. driver. 
Kalua Flyby is the favourite for that race, and for good reason, because just outstanding. That was a super effort on Saturday. I mean, that was, yeah, it's hard to fault it. Um, I've just noticed that Tim Williams is down to drive as well, so, you know, that's one to take into account. Yeah. Uh, so, Peaceful's the other one there, though, who we waxed lyrical about Peaceful a couple of weeks ago. Yep. First up, came out and, and won beautifully. Wasn't disgraced, uh, beaten by uh, Kalua Flyby on the weekend. Was not disgraced by any means. Jack Callaghan's got the drive there, um, and he's got a huge opinion of Peaceful for uh, for, for Cameron Ross. Um, oh, I wouldn't be ruling that out. And, and Jack Callaghan's one of our highest-priced drivers. Yeah. He's got some prominent drives this weekend, Tommy. Yeah, and as you said, Madrid earlier, she's not out of that race, so it's... If you could almost captain everyone on the Metro team, yeah. and you get someone, yeah, you, I can make a case for all these horses that you've just spoke of, every single one of them. Uh, so that if we have a look at the sprints, um, an interesting one was Republican Party, who is a one that's been talked of very highly, is only an emergency for that race. Wow, one that is has coming over. We had Carter Del Getty on the Sprint Lane podcast last week, and he said, Well. Uh, Blair Orange is going to take Republican Party, and and he was focusing on Krug, and we know the credibility of Krug. Now Krug's in that field, but that is a cracking field. Um, expensive ego, better Eclipse, who won the Chariots of Fire last year, and that that's Greg Sugars. Yeah, uh, Joe K. We, we had Gav Fitzpatrick on the Sprint Lane podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he gave us a real good real good tip for. For JOK, Pete said so, third in the Newcastle mile. I'm um, still looking to secure a spot. Honolulu Bay, the Hunter Cup yeah. winner. That is a just Who's a got the drive on that one? race. Uh, well, David Moran. David. Yeah, who was just outstanding. In, in, and David Moran is in the game and available in the Riverina. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you're that. You're going to have to spend up, though, if you want Mark Pitt and David Moran and Jackson Painting. Tommy, you're, you, Sorry, Jackson. you're banking elsewhere than me. If, oh, if you got that amount of money. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I think the, the hunter might suffer this week, I think. Yeah, so, you know, th- there's that. Um, but how much are you prepared to spend for very minimal drives, Tom? Because Dave Moran's not listed driving a lot of races on no, Saturday night. If, I'll do the form and have a look, and if I weigh David's chances, I, I think it's very hard. If I rate Honolulu to win that, that sprint race, I don't, I don't really see... It's double points, not triple. Double. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that probably puts me out then. So, you know, the most you can get is 20, 20. points for, yeah, it's a, yeah. a bit of coin to find. I'm just looking yeah. through the fields. I can't see Dave Moran's name down next to anything quickly. So. I think Jackson might keep right. his spot. Yeah. So, um, and then the other race is the Schweppes Sprint. Now, that this is just an incredible race. Look, Tasty Delight's going amazing, but, geez. Bondi lockdown for Luke McCarthy. Um, Spirits and Lewis for Jack Callaghan. Um, we've got uh, Penny Tiger, the really prominent West Australian. So James Ratray's got the drive there. Yep. Probably a little bit disappointing yeah, in the Newcastle so. mile. I thought so. But, you know, an out-and-out out star. Mm. You know, write, write that off. Ran fourth in the Newcastle mile, though. Still held on. Yeah. There you go. So, you know, not, not too bad. Um, I cast no shadow. See the, the Inner Dominion champion yeah. and... Um, Jack Trainer would take the drive there, you'd imagine. Yeah, winner of the Len Smith Mile yeah. for Jack Trainer. Uh, Zeus Bromac, 
was very disappointing. Yeah. Um, you know, in the Newcastle Mile. He'll appreciate the angle. He'll yeah. appreciate Manangle a bit more, I thought. Yeah. yeah. I know there was big raps on Zeus Bromac going into that Newcastle mile and didn't quite meet the expectations. But I'd, I'd almost put a line through that because, um, what, two weeks earlier came out and was so strong around the same circuit yeah. at Newcastle and winning the Newcastle Cup. So you've got some super strong races there and, and some big names from the, the game perspective. Mark Pitt will, be, will take the drive on Hurricane Harley in that I like race that as well. Yeah. yeah, disappointing in the Hunter Cup, but... Before that was on fire, so yeah, so, yeah. I, I think yeah, as you said with some of the others, rule the line through that because it'd be very competitive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it, as we said, it, it is. It doesn't feel as obvious is not the word, but it, it felt like you could throw, like I did, throw some eggs in the Mark Pitt basket yeah. last week and and kind of have a bit bit more of an educated gamble on that on that points plate. This one feels a lot harder to try and get right. Yeah, spot on. It's it's yeah. hard. It's hard to pick so many Group One and top line horses in all those horses we just listed. So it's impossible to pick the drivers on them, um, let alone bet on them. I'll tell you what the the um, the triple points play and and different moves and the captaincy armband did last week though is our leader Troy McDonald for the overall competition. His lead, his lead shortened. Yeah, he, he still finished in the top forty, he which did. is unbelievable. He did, but but that lead from over a yeah. hundred points is now down to sixty. Mm. And we and I and and I know that my exam comparing me to Nathan Hertz, who won our week, uh, you know that's different gravy again. But my team's ranked a lot higher than Nathan's right now in the overall. But he beat me by more than a hundred points. Yeah. That's the type of gain you can make if you get it right. You know, he, he got some moves right, like we said. Ant Frisbee had Jackson painting. There's two that I didn't have. Mm. He had a different captain to me straight away. He's got, you know, gains there that you can make up if you get some of those those things right at the selection table. Yeah, that's right. And I made a few errors, but well, you've done that, haven't you? You know, you, you make a lot of big gains. You gained on me and gone past me with some of the moves you made. Yeah, got lucky with a, yeah. with a couple of cheap ones. That's That was my sort of coming to fame. A couple of uh, cheap drivers that performed really well. Um, Lee Sutton that week and, and Michaela Towers as well down in um, the Riverina have really helped me get up. But yeah, as you said, Troy's lead just um, still finished in the top 40, but they shaved 40 points off his total um, overall, which is, it just proves how competitive the game is. And you got to be on top of it for 26 weeks if you want to stay at the top. The other thing, it's a, it's what yeah. will happen with just one driver? Because I was doing some quick maths before. If I had had Mark Pitt instead of Blake Jones, instead of being 344th, I would have been towards about 50th, yeah. between 50 wow. and 60. So, that, and that's just one driver. One driver, yeah, exactly. You know, and um, look, Nathan, Nathan's 293rd overall. He said, you know, I, I'm hoping to make those gains and. You know, climb as high as possible. He hasn't given up on, you know, hoping to win the car overall and finish first overall. But despite that, he came out and won the round. He's picked up a great price for the week, and that's what that's what we'd encourage people to just continually keep chipping away and yep. try and make your team the best it could possibly be because the prizes are great. Yeah, like last week, for example, I, I knew I was a little bit short in, in the Hunter, um, but it's okay. This week I'm, I'm going to make some changes around that. You know, you can't you can't win every single week. You can't be in the top 10 unless you're Troy. But um, if you just week by week and sort of work out a strategy, even like long term over a couple of weeks, and um, because 
you know, unfortunately we do have drivers that don't score many points and you need to trade them out, but you've only got three a week. Yep. All right, boys. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. What this trade will do is serve as a benchmark for future business, Kevin. Why are you running? Why are you running? Kevin, let me lock in that trade right now and get back to you in a few minutes with an exact confirmation. Sorry, bro. Boys, so if you want to bring people in, obviously the name of the game is you got to get people out. You get three trades a week. You got to work within the confines of the cash that you that you're given. Uh, who's the obvious move for you, Tommy? Straight away, you need about five or six trades based on what you. Yeah, I've I've got a couple of zero scores, so I'm going to shore them up. I'm not going to do anything too crazy at this stage. Uh, come tomorrow morning, I'll I'll probably um, chop and change, but I'm happy with my top drivers in each district at the moment. You know, the, the Josh Gallagher trade um, that uh, Nathan mentioned is uh, not one that I haven't considered. I, I must admit, I, I think um, now that we're at carnival time, mm. maybe it's a play. Yeah, and Jack's got a couple of good drives tomorrow at Menangle too, so um, I'd expect him to be up there in the points this week, but he'll be targeting Saturday night, that's for sure. Yeah. What, what are you thinking, Brett? Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um Josh, I think we'll have a couple of quiet weeks now, only because um, we're right in the middle of the carnival. So I think that's a, a fair trade. For me, the big trade is um, Blake Jones out. I've, you know, it's been a quiet few weeks and I've got to get on the Mark Pitt train. Okay. So, all right, a few devil's advocate arguments there is uh, we're back at Wagga where Blake Jones does really well on a Friday afternoon. Does that does it sway you at all? Yeah, I know. It's, it's the reason to keep him in, but he's not racing for double or triple points on the weekend. So, you know, it's one meeting in Sydney versus one meeting at Wagga where you don't have the double and triples. He'll have a lot more drives than Mark yeah. Pitt. Yeah, he will do. But at it, Wagga. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, so there's that, there's that argument. Uh, yeah. the, other, the other one around Josh is I, I just wonder, um, you know, with us being so um, an angle-focused, Josh will be at Newcastle where we've seen him have those fill-up nights. Yeah. Uh, it could be the kind of week where we see it. We see a lot of drivers do well at Menangle, but someone someone's got to win these races at, at Newcastle and have a big night potentially. Yeah. And Josh is well. He he's been the leading driver at Newcastle f- over the last twelve months. I think Blake, Blake Hughes is driving really well at the moment. He had I think two winners there on Friday. Yeah. Um, or a cup a winner in a couple of minor placings. I, I'm thinking about moving in uh, Blake permanently. Um, as just a, a sure thing in that yep. region. Brad Elder, only eight points this week. Probably didn't have the right drives, and the Metro uh, influence on the meeting probably took that down. But Blake's driving really well at the moment. I like the way he's driving. That's that's the main point there. Grace Bonella's driving well up there since mm. she's come back from a suspension too. She, went, she had some really good results there on, on Friday night. Yep. Yeah, 15 for the round, um, but I don't think that really shows what she would usually do and I think without um, so much of a metro focus this week expect her to pick up quite a few more points yeah because we, we have had for the last few weeks with the the three-week feb fest campaign we've had a lot of metro drivers there yeah. more than usual and and last Friday was that it was amplified again with you know you, a, a number of drivers there merely because there was a, a big group, group two one. race with the Newcastle mile on so yeah, I mean that that might open it up a bit more for the for the ones who who we normally see do do really well there at Newcastle on a Friday night. So, just a couple of arguments that I, I'd encourage people listening to if you're thinking about trading these people out to 
sort of sort of throw around. Um, I, I must admit, I, I'm looking at the Western line. Oh, for me, that I think that's where I might make some moves. Is there anyone the that line. you you're highlighting to bring in? Well, I'm, I'm just considering the cash on given that I, I'm not seeing Amanda with a big volume of drives on Wednesday night, that maybe that cash I could use there. I don't know who I bring in. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to look at that, but work out how much cash I need. Who could I get at the price point? And that's where we're a bit limited at the price point. Yeah. Lower down to free up the cash to maybe even go another big gun either. I I don't mind the David Moran play in, in the River Arena or um, just – go heavier again in the Metropolitan. Yeah, oh, it's still, impossible for me to go heavier in the Metro. I've got all the top liners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still using Hannah Rickson as a starter. Oh, right, okay. Team. So th- there's, if I could put all that money on some, on Hannah, yep. then maybe that's an opportunity to, to even beef that up even again. Maybe that's where, that's the reason why I was 100 points down yeah. You know, on some of those people. As, as I said earlier, the Western's yeah. really difficult at that lower price point. I just struggle to find... Um, drivers that are going to pick up points in those in the races that we're getting points on. They're winning elsewhere um, at meetings not involved with this game, yeah. but just for those uh, for that main meeting at Bathurst on a Wednesday, it's hard to find drivers at that cheap price. Yeah, a comment on um, on the Western region. We we've talked a bit about Dougie Hewitt in the last few weeks. Uh, for those who stuck with Dougie, oh. he had a good winner with Rip. I got rid of him. You, you got oh, rid of him. Yeah, I stuck spewing. with him. Um, good winner with Rip. So and Rip goes around again this weekend. Um, so, Jewel Melody was really disappointing on on Saturday yeah. night in the in the heats of the Oaks. Yeah. So we're not going to see Jewel Melody, who would have we would have thought might have featured in a Group One race uh, for Bernie Hewitt. So, for those who stuck with Dougie, well done. You you uh, you got some reward. This is your captain speaking. Oh, captain, my captain. I'm your captain. I'm your captain. Remind me, who's the captain? You be the captain. Who's the captain of this ship anyway? So, boys, uh, you know, the scoreboard tells us that getting your captain right is is super important. The people who are high up have done well out of Robbie. Can he put, can he be the highest point scorer five weeks in a row? I'm going Cam Hart to knock him off. Uh, five drives at Bathurst on Wednesday. He'll be at every single meeting, um, or oh, apart from Wagga, sorry. Um, that'll feature in this uh, um, fantasy game. So I've got to go Cam this week. Just over Robbie. Just just for the week, I think. I think Cam will be the most popular mm. captain pick this week. What about you, yeah, Brett? I, I was the same, but, uh, yeah, I don't, looking at Robbie's book tomorrow, um, he's got... I don't think there's many in the, the single digits there, so I'm, I don't think he'll pick up a lot of points tomorrow. But the other alternative was um, Luke Luke McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, great drives on Saturday night. Got a dollar forty favourite in the first there to, tomorrow at Menengla as well. So, you know, he's another option. So it's a toss-up between him and Cam, but I think with Cam going up uh, to Bathurst and probably pick up two or three there, so I think that's probably the, the swayer. I think if you take Cameron, you, you really are hoping that Bravey Kelly uh, gets up for you. Uh, if you take Luke, you're really hoping that Bondi Lockdown yeah. wins the, the Group 2 Schweppes Sprint for you, and there's double points there on that race. But again, tough race, really tough. Yeah. Uh, he's, got, he's got Expensive Ego, who is a, you know, a gun. We know that. Um, 
in the other group too in the Allied Express sprint. So you'd be hoping you're going to get some reward out of that if you went with Luke McCarthy. Again, super tough race, that yeah. one, you know, to, to, to try and jag that. Um, you've got the, the Oaks. Well, Luke's got Promised Land, who is, is an emergency, listed as an emergency in that race. So you may not even see Luke yeah. in that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, like the, I'm all aboard the, Cam this week. He's got um, the Black Prince tomorrow at Menangle on a Tuesday. Len Smith Mile winner. Um, you would expect that to be a sure thing. Um, there's 20 points as a captain right there, so he'll pick up drives and winners all over all over the week. Down yeah. at Goulburn today too. Well, you'd want yeah, like I said, you'd want Bravia Kelly to be winning the Queen Elizabeth the second mile. So triple points there for Cam if you if you're going to make that play, but maybe the volume. Maybe the volume of drives is, yeah. is what's going to sway it. That's the difference, yeah, because I don't think he's got one in the um, in the Oaks, so he misses out on any points there. Yeah, he's not listed on next to anything no. in the Oaks at the moment. Um, one name that's not listed in either of those group ones is Robbie Morris too, so we've got yeah. to yeah. keep in mind. Robbie's not going to pick up any triple points. He's got a... He's got a. He's listed it with Pete said so obviously in the in the Schwe- Allied Express uh, sprint, but nothing in the Schweppes sprint. So, you know that might, that might make up the mind for some people. Yep. You know, with with Robbie per- perhaps. Um, we didn't mention the the new drivers that have been listed, boys. Uh, so we put forty one new drivers into the game uh, on Friday. They started to appear on the platform. Uh, we went out and told people that that they're available. So. We, there's a, there's a stack of drivers at that sort of $200,000 price point who've been competing in our – on well, right across all the regions, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of Western drivers there at, at 200000 which hopefully is going to help people you know, find some winners. And, and, and these are drivers who've had results, who, who would have accrued points if they were in the game. So it's not like just anyone's been thrown in the game. These are drivers who have actually accrued results over the first six weeks of the game. Yep. And then we've also got the interstaters who who are here, and a lot of them are in action, and they've all been listed as Menangle. So the interstaters and the New Zealanders yep. have come in. So um, it's going to add more variety. And top. another layer of difficulty for yeah. sure. Um, as we said, Kate Gath wasn't in the, wasn't in the game last week. If you had if you had Kate as captain, well, there's there's a lot of points there, so yep. there's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. So you know, hopefully that and and they've all been priced at eight hundred and fifty thousand. So reasonable. Yeah, I mean, challenging enough, but certainly not the top dollar because we know they're not going to be driving, you know, much beyond the carnival. Really, mm. we might see, maybe we might see some for the Riverina Championships potentially, Brett. Um, who knows with you know what happens with Bathurst and the Gold Crown Carnival, but we're not going to see them week in, week out for the game. That's it. Yeah, most of the Victorians and I would think nearly all the New Zealanders. Once these two weeks are over, I think that's it. They're gone. But yeah, if, if you're keen on them now, yeah, put them in. All right, leagues keep tipping, uh, ticking over. Uh, those just make sure you get your get your team sorted. You know, right right up to the end. But I, uh, as I said I've pressure tested a few times, and last week I made a. I made a change on my captain with about two or three seconds to go, and it, and it went through fine. So, but uh, yeah, don't do that. It's 
<laughs> it's it's yeah, not, not recommended. Not advisable. So trying to do that. One o'clock lockout again. The, it, that's pretty close up to the to the first race at Menangle on Tuesday as well. So yep. you got that short window. Do your team, and then you don't have to wait too long. And bang, we'll be straight into the points generation. A lot of lot of points to be accrued this week. And and again with the with the double and triple bonus points on offer at Menangle, it's going to be super super exciting. And it, but again, if you if you feel like that. That the uh, that the overall major prizes are getting a little bit beyond you. The two hundred and fifty dollar weekly prize, Tommy, is is something to really go after. Yeah, that's the best part, and you can look at it as a two three week plan with your team and and try and attack uh, maybe week nine or week ten with a with um, trying to win the voucher. So there's still a lot to play for. And if you're loving the game or you're enjoying it, um, it, it's always more enjoyable if there's other people who are a bit like minded who are who are going along the ride with you. I know. When I'm playing that, the footy code ones, if there's not a lot of people around you who kind of have any idea what you're up to, there's not really anyone to talk to about no. it. So bring, be, you know, be a salesman for the product. Go, you know, encourage other people to get involved and, you know, talk through the talk through the prizes and that because, you know, it's it's more fun if more people are involved. Um, and that's what we want to do. We want to keep growing it. So uh, good luck with your team this week, boys. Um, Tommy, you're flying. You're, you're the... You're the only one uh, making gains out of us three at the moment. Um, Brett and I are going backwards. So <laughs> I'm I'd not... like to think I'm treading water, mate, rather than going backwards. <laughs> yeah, You'll I've... be there shortly, though. Yeah, I've been, I'm going backwards. Mind you, I'm still, I'm still like, tw- I don't, I don't even know what I am. I'm 29th or 30th or yeah, something still like in the that. hunt. So still, I'm still plenty of time. Still, still there thereabouts, and um, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. That's all that matters. Just a lot yep. of fun, boys. So um, to everyone out there listening, thanks. I hope that's hope that's helped you. Uh, again, we're sorry we didn't have a podcast for you last week. We'll, we'll keep pumping them out um, each week. But hopefully hopefully that helps answer some of your questions or raises even more. And in any case, talk it through with your mates. We want people talking about harness racing. And, and, and if the fantasy harness racing game is the way to do it, then uh, then even better. Uh, first race at Menangle, we got, as we said, Menangle Tuesday, uh, Bathurst Wednesday, Penrith Thursday, we've got Wagga and Newcastle Friday and Menangle Saturday. Almost like a traditional template of what the what the race card starts to look like um, for the weeks going forward. So enjoy your week. Make sure you get those trades done. Uh, have a good think about it. Have a look at the race fields. They're all out now and you'll be able to, to uh, get a good idea of uh, what's a good fit for your team. Boys, good luck. Thanks for your time today. Pleasure. We'll Thanks, catch bye. you next week on Fantasy Harness Racing, the podcast. Mm-hmm.